Our next guest is a guy that when we got to know him originally, he was playing golf for free. He was brilliant at Broughton High in Raleigh, born in Raleigh, also outstanding at Wake Forest where he was the ACC Player of the Year in 2008. We're still happy that he continues to join us here on the program, but we have to ask Webb Simpson as he does join us, how has life changed, Webb, when you go from playing golf for free to being second on the money list at more than $6 million last year? <laughs> um, you know, a lot of things change. More people are watching you and following you and pulling for you. And, um, you know, I, I try not to put too much pressure on myself this year. I, I try to do my research and see, you know, what guys have done after big years. And I just want to stick with what, you know, we've been working on last year and try to continue to do that. And, you know, we've done a good job of it so far. I hadn't had the results I wanted, but, you know, we're just staying kind of in that process and trying to get better. Do more and more people ask you to pick up the checks nowadays? <laughs> yes, my my buddies do, but uh, but I often play a joke on them and make them pay, and you know, conveniently forget my credit card at dinner. So the jokes on them usually. Web Web Simpson is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow Web on Twitter at Web Simpson, and then the number one Web Simpson one on Twitter. Uh, Tiger Woods, of course, was in all the golf headlines coming out of the weekend, given his win at the Memorial. Give us a sense, is the Tiger story a bigger impact for fans and media than it is for someone like you, or do the Tiger headlines even impact your career as a pro golfer? You know, I watched all the golf Sunday after missing the cut, and um, me personally, I love when Tiger plays well. I mean, he's he's done so much for the game, and you know, it seems like when he's in contention or even in a tournament, the ratings are up, so I think it's good for for kind of everyone involved in the golf business. And, you know, we certainly want to play against the best players in the world. And, you know, he's been the best player in the world for a long time. And um, I was excited for him, happy for him. And, you know, I think we'll continue to see more good golf. And so even though we as golfers probably will never know what it's like to swing like Webb Simpson, you become like us when it comes to watching Tiger Woods on a Sunday in a golf tournament? I do. I mean, I get excited when he chips in on 16 and birdie 18. I was just kind of smiling, and um, you know, I got met my wife. We, we were watching it together, and we're getting excited. I mean, he's just, you know, Tiger Woods. He's done so much for the game, and I don't know him well. I know him a little bit just through President's Cup, and you know, consider him to be a friend. And um, you know, couldn't be happier for him. Webb Simpson's joining us on the David Glenn Show. The average golfer might have seen that shot on 16, Webb and just said, wow, that was a nice shot. And, of course, it's always nice when it goes in the hole. Uh, what did you see, given the lie, given the risk of what happened if you went long, with the risk of what happened if you went too short? What did you see as a pro golfer watching that same shot? Um, I knew how difficult the shot was. I think the one thing he had um, in his favor was that the wind was blowing you know, into his face, and so that was going to help the ball slow down. But, you know, on the 60 or – yeah, 70th hole of the tournament. Anytime you chip in, it's a good thing. But when you do it in that style, I mean, it just showed how much he wanted to win the Memorial. And, you know, as you heard Jack Nichols say, the greatest shot he's ever seen, which may be a little exaggerating because I've, I've seen a few go with yeah. the Tiger other than that one. Um, but it was it was really hard. I mean, I give that a one out of 100 at best. You mentioned the President's Cup. You've talked to us in the past about what a wonderful honor it is to represent your country, obviously. You did it twice as an amateur, and if I remember correctly, the Americans won the Walker Cup and the Palmer Cup. You did it in the President's Cup last year. Americans win again. Uh, to what degree do you think about the Ryder Cup? As you're putting together your 2012 season, 
Is it even a stated goal of yours, or is it just one of those things you put out of your mind and you say, as long as I take care of my own business, those sort of things sort themselves out? Yeah, that's kind of my mindset. You know, I figure if I go work hard, hit it hard in the gym, kind of continue to get better, do the same things I did last year, then, um, you know, I'll rest my head peacefully at night knowing I did my best, whether I make it or, or don't make it. It's certainly a huge goal of mine. I mean, it's the you know, the top priority of a U.S. golfer uh, in the team events is to make the Ryder Cup. And with all the history, with all the uh, just great animosity and competitiveness in the Ryder Cup, it would be so fun to be a part of it. And my partner in President's Cup, Bubba Watson, I talked to him a lot about the Ryder Cup and his experiences um, over in Wales, and, and he couldn't have said better things about it. So hopefully I can get going and make, some, make a little money and make that team. There are fans who say that their favorite thing to watch is something like the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, where not only are they rooting for their country or maybe their favorite golfer, but there's just something about the camaraderie uh, and a lot of other aspects of the different format. What is it like for you? You've been in all sorts of pressure situations, but I guess it's one thing to have pressure of your own and another thing to have pressure representing your teammates or your country. That's right. I mean, it, it's tough. You know, I had a hard time with college golf for my first couple of years just trying to get the hang of individual golf and team golf in the same event. And um, I was curious to see how I feel on the President's Cup team. But, you know, playing against guys year-round, head-to-head, uh, you know, and then coming together one week against those same guys and, you, and you're, you know, on a team with them, representing your country, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And so I think – you know, I did my homework of asking guys like Jim Furyk, Tiger, and Phil Mickelson, the veterans on the team, just kind of how to handle the, the pressure and handle the week. And um, they told me a lot of great things, and, and I held on to them. Webb Simpson joining us on the David Glenn Show from Raleigh, high school in Raleigh, college at Wake Forest, and he's now playing out of the Charlotte area at Quail Hollow. How has that relocation been for you, Webb? I know the Triangle and Raleigh are always going to be important for you. You have friends at the beach. You're, you're a coast-to-coast -coast celebrity here in North Carolina, but, but how has it worked for you being based in the Charlotte area? Uh, it's been great. You know, the airport's a little bigger, which is kind of uh... – you know, the most important thing to me, I can get home on Sunday nights usually direct. And, you know, my wife's family's from here. They live about 10 minutes from us. So it's nice to have, you know, them close. And we get some help with our with our son James, which is always nice. Taking date nights once a week is was, was what we try to do. But, um, you know, I love Raleigh. I love Carolina Country Club where I grew up. My coach and longtime uh, friend Ted Kegel still a pro there. So I don't get back to Raleigh as much as I would like, but, um, I certainly make a couple trips here just to go back and see friends and family and uh, and play the course I grew up on. You have such a, a wonderfully peaceful demeanor, at least on the outside, on a golf course. I wanted to get your thoughts about the cell phone controversy on tour right now. There was some word that Phil Mickelson's early withdrawal was not only related to fatigue, which he mentioned, but uh, and Jack Nicholas spoke about this a little bit, the high level of some players' frustration with just spectators who forgot to turn off their cell phone sounds, uh, that stuff going off. Um, to what degree do you think it is a serious issue on the PGA Tour and disruptive of you guys as you're trying to make a living? I mean, it's certainly disruptive when, when the cell phone rings and you hear pictures, and especially if you're playing with a high-profile player or group. Um, I don't think the problem is people forgetting to silence their phones because I think you, you get 10, 20, 30,000 people coming to a golf tournament. People are just going to forget to silence their phones. I mean, I try to silence mine every night when I go to bed, but there's nights I just forget. Yeah. And so I, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is, um, you know, whoever's in charge of security is, you know, 
they need to not allow phones or cameras to, to get in. And I understand that brings a lot of, you know, extra security added money to, to run the event. But, you know, I don't think the players need to complain about phones going off unless there's a no cell phone policy, which, um, you know, I know some tournaments kind of have that, but it, it's tough to say. There's, there's kind of a, a fine line between what's, you know, what's acceptable and what's going too far. Four majors, of course. The last time you were with us on the David Glenn Show, you really spoke with great uh, reverence of the Masters. Give us a sense of how this unique format of the U.S. Open, which is your challenge next week, uh, how have you experienced that over the years? Because a, a lot of folks love this format for different reasons than the Masters, where theoretically we're all eligible if we can play our way in. Yeah, you know, I'm... But the Masters this year was such an awesome week for me. I had all my friends and family down there, and um, it was such a special week to be a part of. And the Masters, like you said, it's so hard to get into, only 90-some guys. And um, me and my second U.S. Open, you know, I have good memories of Olympic Club. I played the USAM there, even though I did lose in the first round. But I lost to Michael Thompson, Michael Thompson, who went on to go to the finals. But I love the golf course. I love the city. And um, it's going to be a special week for my wife and I. We're going to go out there and – enjoy the city and check out San Francisco. She's never been, so I'm excited to show her. And, um, you know, having this week off, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to, to work on my game, but also to rest. And so I should hopefully show up to Olympic ready to go. How much weight do you put on how in tune with a venue you are? I read a crazy statistic about Tiger Woods' 73 PGA Tour victories, which obviously is an amazing number no matter how you slice it. But a huge percentage of those 73 wins came at seven different venues, which suggests that just as we talk about, you know, home court advantage in the NBA playoffs or something else, there's really some sort of likable venue advantage for guys like Webb Simpson. How much has that been the case for you? Um, you know, there's certainly courses that I love playing more than others. And I think, you know, the older I get, the more I'm seeing myself being drawn to tournaments where courses look better to my eye. And, you know, we've certainly seen Tiger dominate at Bay Hill, Memorial, um, Torrey Pines, courses out in California. And I think golfers, you know, there's so much weight to our our mind and our strength, our mental strength that, you know, we, we get comfortable on the course, and, and we're going to want to play it every year. And if we don't like the course, you'll probably not see us there. So, um, you know, it is interesting. We're superstitious, I think, like baseball players. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to going back to Olympic. Even though I, I don't have great vibes there, I, I love the place, and hopefully I can play play well. Webb Simpson's joining us on the David Glenn Show. When I was younger, Webb, and you were, I guess, coming up through the ranks, I was playing in a charity golf tournament. And as it turned out, I was, I ended up playing with guys that I did not know at the time, but they were friends of yours. And they actually used the word after a great drive by a member of our foursome. He webbed it. Like you became a verb. He webbed <laughs> that shot. Uh, do your friends still use the verb he webbed it on the golf course? <laughs> not that I'm aware, not that I'm aware of. You know, I've got some great friends and, and when we're playing together, they don't really care too much that I'm a professional golfer. They're going to be talking some junk to me. So. Uh, they keep it relaxed for me and laid back as much as they can. Maybe they save that terminology for when you are not around, but I promise you that they do. I've, I've always remembered that. I'm talking like 10 years ago. He webbed it. So now if I hit a good shot, I say I webbed it too. Uh, you're only, you're only 26. You're just a kid. So, uh, you've got plenty of legends still to build. Thanks as always for your visit here on the show. Uh, a lot of folks here in North Carolina obviously continue to follow your career and root for you. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys and uh, look forward to being back on hopefully with a W later this year.